Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. The Old Testament was not replaced by the New Testament. You know, there is that misconception in some people's minds that now that we have the New Testament, the Old Testament is not relevant, that we really don't need it. Jesus said this, and it was recorded in Matthew chapter 5, verse 18. Here we go. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. Now, when Jesus is talking about the law, he is essentially referring to Old Testament writings. He says it's not going to happen, not one even iota, not even the smallest uh, mark in in Hebrew alphabet is, that's in that's written there is going to be uh, gone. It's not going to pass away. Nothing from that will pass away. Now, obviously, there are uh, certain civil laws that uh, would have applied directly to Israel at the time that that are not applicable to us directly today, and so on. But the Old Testament is still absolutely relevant today because it's a part of God's overall redemption plan that we have talked about on past podcasts. And beyond that, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So when when the earth is burning, when the earth is going down in flames, let me tell you, uh, this this word of God is still going to stand. This word of God will last forever, and that includes the Old Testament. And so we are in a podcast series that I'm calling Bible Blitz, and uh, we are now looking at six Old Testament books. Today, we look at Ezra and Nehemiah, and actually I am um, considering them as one book because when they were originally written, they were more than likely one book, and they were written by Ezra, Ezra the scribe. Ezra's name means Jehovah Helps. And uh, that, that's a great name. Uh, and as I said, Ezra was a scribe. Now, let me just talk to you for a moment about scribes. Scribes copied the scriptures. But uh, a scribe would have been well-versed and knowledgeable in the scriptures. And in their copying, they were very, very meticulous. They were very careful. They treated uh, this as what it is, the Word of God. And so they were careful to handle it well and to copy it well. Ezra said this in chapter 7 of Ezra, verse 10. He said, For Ezra had set his heart to study the law of, of the Lord and to practice it and to teach his statutes and ordinances in Israel. And so Ezra the scribe not only uh, copied the word of God, but he studied the word of God and he practiced the word of God and he taught the word of God. Ezra was was quite a man. And so he is the one that uh, that wrote um, Ezra Nehemiah. He also 
in all likelihood wrote First and Second Chronicles, the book uh, that just precedes uh, Ezra and Nehemiah in, in the Old Testament. Listen to what Second Chronicles chapter 36, verses 22 and 23 say, and these are the last two verses in, in, the, in the books of Chronicles. Here it says this, Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that, he, that so that he sent a proclamation throughout his kingdom, and also put it in writing, saying, "Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord." The God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever there is among you uh, of all his people, may the Lord his God be with him and let him go up. Those were the last two verses in the book of Second Chronicles. Now I want you to hear the first uh, uh, couple of verses in the book of, um, of Ezra. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he sent a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever there is among you of all of his people, may his God be with him. Let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and rebuild the house of the Lord, the God of Israel. He is the God who is in Ju- Jerusalem. Now, if you were listening carefully... It sounded like I was rereading the last two verses of Second Chronicles when actually I was reading the first three verses in Ezra. And so it is, it is very, very likely that Ezra not only wrote Ezra and Nehemiah as one book, but he also probably wrote First and Second Chronicles that precedes those, those books. Now, Ezra was a, a man of God that uh, was a part of the history of Israel. Let me just stop here for a second and, and let me talk about uh, what has happened in Israel. Israel uh, was uh, given a covenant with God and God said, look, as long as you obey me, I bless you. And uh, the consequences of obedience is, is, is blessings and prosperity for Israel. But if you disobey, you will suffer the, the consequences of your disobedience. Well, you, if you've read any of the Old Testament, you know that Israel turned away from God and uh, worshipped idols. They disobeyed God, and and God would inevitably allow somebody to come in and um, take over the land, and they would uh, repent and cry out to God, and God in His mercy would bless them to be restored, and that cycle just repeated itself. Well, uh, finally God said, look, um, to sending Israel... Uh, you're going to be invaded and carried away. And Israel, by the time of this writing, was was uh, divided in, in, in two sections. There was northern Israel, and then there was southern Israel, which was called Judah. And and so northern Israel had already been invaded and, and, and carried away, and now God is saying to Judah, if you don't repent, you're going to. As a matter of fact, 
I'm going to bring 70 years of captivity on you. And that's exactly what happened. They were invaded uh, by the Babylonian Empire, and they they were taken uh, out of Jerusalem, and uh, and they were carried away into captivity. And eventually, uh, Babylon was was invaded and taken over by Persia. And and for 70 years, Israel was in captivity. But now, but now, the king of Persia, Cyrus. God stirred up his heart to allow them to begin to return to Jerusalem after this 70 years. And, and so uh, Ezra led the, um, the second return. There were three returns to Jerusalem. The first one was led by a man by the name of Zerubbabel. And Zerubbabel, uh, when he returned to Jerusalem, started the rebuilding of the, of the temple. But then the second return, uh, uh, several years later, was led by Ezra, and and he uh, led a number of people to Jerusalem from from cap- captivity. And then uh, Nehemiah, which is the other book that we're looking at today, Nehemiah, whose name means Jehovah Comforts, was uh, who was a cupbearer to the king in this captivity. Uh, and, and it's a story that you want to read. Read the book of Nehemiah. What a wonderful, wonderful story there of how uh, people came back from Jerusalem and gave a report to Nehemiah that the walls were down and uh, the people were in disarray. And Nehemiah's heart was so burdened and the king noticed it and he could have killed him for that for for a downcast face in the presence of a king but instead he said what's wrong and through that god uh, stirred up the heart of the king to allow nehemiah to go back to jerusalem and and um and he led the third return to jerusalem and he went there to rebuild the wall so let's go back over this again um Zerubbabel leads the first return, and in that return rebuilds the the temple. Ezra leads the second return, and in that return, um, there there is a spiritual revival that is experienced. Talk about that a little bit more later. And then Nehemiah leads the third return, and he's back there to rebuild the walls around around Jerusalem. And again, what a great story. Now, in Ezra... Uh, we see in the first six chapters of the book of Ezra, you see a record of that first return to Jerusalem under Zerubbabel and a record of the rebuilding of the temple. But then in chapters 7 through 10, the rest of the book, you get a... Uh, a record of the second return under Ezra, and you get a record of the spiritual revival that occurred during that time. And And I would direct your attention to chapter 9, verses 5 through chapter 10, verse 1. You'll see a prayer of confession there uh, that Ezra prayed on behalf of the people of Israel. And uh, what, a, what a great prayer of repentance. It, it is something that you ought to read, uh, to a model of how to pray and repent of our sins and, and confess the sins. And then in chapter 10, the rest of chapter 10, you see the actual act of repentance. Not only did they confess their sins, but they started changing things. And and I'm not going into that today, but you want, would want to look at that. Then uh, as we go over into Nehemiah, which is really the second half of this one book, you begin to see the rebuilding of the wall that Nehemiah went there in spite of opposition. And, and this is just a great uh, parallel to the Christian life as well. Uh, 
You know, when we set out to serve the Lord, there is opposition. Uh, this book of Nehemiah is a study in godly leadership. When you look at how Nehemiah, uh, through the power and the grace of God, led these people in this rebuilding project, you see some great leadership lessons there. And then the other thing that I would mention in the book of Nehemiah, we see that revival comes from returning to the Word of God. In chapters 8 and 9, you see that. Um, chapter 8, verse 8, I'll just uh, finish with this. It says, They read from the book, the book of the law, from the law of God, translating to give the sense so that they understood the reading. And this was something that happened over a period of six hours as a people stood. Fourteen different priests and teachers standing up there reading and teaching the Word of God. And that Word of God showed the people where they stood, that they they were uh, um, sinning against God. They were missing the mark of God. And the reading of the Word of God and listening and understanding led them to a time of repentance. And I would say that if there's any hope for revival and repentance and renewal in our country, in the church in our country, it, we've got to return to a good, solid preaching and teaching of the Word of God that will call all of us uh, to repentance and call all of us to back to the way of Almighty God. Well, I hope that you'll spend some time looking over the books of Ezra and Nehemiah and that you won't be afraid to uh, to tackle it and read it and to let the Spirit of God speak to you through these wonderful books. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.